It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Tuesday to you, producer Steve. Tuesday, April 4th, it is. It's uh, that it is all day long. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And in, in, in terms of our listeners in the Denver re- confines of Denver, it's Election Day, too. It is Election Day for mayor. And uh, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Um, it is a very crowded field. And uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Uh, check out the website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You will get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And my gosh, there's all kinds of force going on uh, in our state. Uh, uh, this legislation that is um, is uh, being proposed down at the state house uh, as of uh, there's a as of this morning, there's 594 pieces of legislation that have been. Uh, have been uh, uh, proposed down at the state house and uh, through the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. We are looking at each of these pieces of legislation through the uh, cut pledge. It's called the cut pledge. You can uh, find that at Colorado Taxpayer dot org. I think you know. I should I should have that totally memorized. Uh, and uh, also, I would suggest that you uh, just reach out, put your information in, and get on the the uh, email list because it is pretty extensive. Yesterday, we um, sent out twenty four new. Uh, um, um, ratings on, or took positions on 24 different bills. It will keep you really, really informed. So go to coloradotaxpayer.org and uh, you can sign up there. I can verify that it is .org. Yes, very good. Okay. And uh, I wanted to get to the bill of the day, and we did rate this as well. Oh, please. And this is <laughs> Senate Bill 23198, and it is a clean energy um plans here let me get to it from also from the cut standpoint and uh, we took a, a rating on that and uh, we are recommending a no vote on that um, let me get to my ratings here um, here we go and uh, this is concerning the verification so it's senate bill 23198 uh, clean energy plans and the sponsors are senators uh, faith winter or Sa- senator faith winter and representative mike weissman 
and it's concerning the verification of clean energy plans to ensure that the plans achieve the state's greenhouse gas emission reduction targets. First and foremost, it's important for people to realize that these greenhouse uh, gas reduction uh, targets are impossible. Okay. Uh, it's, it's an impossible uh, thing to get to. So what it, this will do is it's, again, going to pick winners and losers. It's all about um, power, and uh, it's... Um, it's it's really uh, it's really bad i would just say but let me just get over here to um, our ratings on it there's so many steve it's taken me a while to get to it and here we go we are definitely a no vote and it says uh, this is the stance that we have taken from colorado union of taxpayers says using 1.6 million dollars of taxpayer money and paying six full-time employees to hold a regulatory hammer over the head of one energy producer to favor a less efficient, less reliable, and more expensive energy producer will continue to drive up the cost for everyday individuals to fuel our vehicles, heat our homes in the winter, and cool our homes in the summer. In addition, it will contribute to increasing inflation for everything that we see, uh, when if it's food prices, uh, anything that um, needs to be transported, it will continue to... Um, increase inflation. This is all government-induced. And so we are a definite no on that. And again, it's no surprise that Faith Winter has her name on that. So that is the clean energy plans. I'm glad you, right up front, you said this is this is dubious at best because these things are not easily measured if they're if they if they can be measured at all. And you you put my mind at ease so right then then and there because I'm I'm reading through this and you know like I told you in the pre-call one of our opens <laughs> talks about legislation that is that is so complex that the average person just throws their their hands up in the air and say I just don't know what what this is saying. And it's not like people are you know the man on the street is a dumbbell no. This the wording of this thing. I mean, I would invite people to pull this up wherever you can get to it and just try to go through it and say when you get to the end of it, "Oh, I know exactly what this does." Right. And so again, Steve, then we have to ask these questions. It's for, I don't think people have started to ask these questions. And that is, who writes this? Who wrote this? You know, they, they came and they, they shopped this. Who wrote this bill? And I think that's important for people to, to really start to ask those questions. And, um, let me see here if uh, I'm not, okay. It's 24 pages long. And I think it was James Madison said that the laws should not be so voluminous that people cannot understand them. So they're putting something into place that they will then use things in here, the rule of law, again, to use it as a regulatory hammer over the oil and gas industry, uh, whereby trying, and um, one of the evening shows last night was talking about uh, the issue of um, green energy and green energy is not about the planet. It's about the green that is actually going into the uh, people's pockets that are really pushing this. But that Biden, uh, apparently he was asked when he was going up the stairs when and he, he actually made it up the stairs of the, of the airplane, uh, <laughs> the concern about um, uh, OPEC say, saying basically to the United States to pound sand. So, Biden's policies, the Biden nets, they have drained our strategic oil reserve, needs to be replenished. And, of course, they were doing that before election season, I think, to try to influence oil and gas prices. But now it needs to be replenished. They have uh, basically really 
tried to shut down, made it very difficult for oil and gas exploration and development in America. So he goes over to OPEC with hands out, and OPEC says, um, I guess Saudi Arabia uh, says, uh, no, no, you guys can pound sand. They're reducing uh, their production. That's going to increase the price. That's going to affect all of us again uh, regarding inflation. And he said, it's not going to be as bad as we think. And remember when he said that the pullout of Afghanistan was a big success? If, if, uh, if you don't like America and are trying to bring America down, then, then that pullout in Afghanistan was a big success. If you're trying to um, reduce the standard of living, reduce the human flourishing in America, then, then, this is, then it's not going to be as bad as you think because th- I know it's hard to believe, but I think that that is is the game plan. And when Trump looked into the camera and said, they're not after me, they're after you. It's true. And, uh, I, I mean, we shudder to think what's actually going to happen with all this, but that's why we engage in this battle of ideas. Everyday people, I'm encouraged. Everyday people are waking up, but Stephen, the pre-call, well, let, let's go to the bill of the day and then we'll talk about this Trump thing here in just a minute as well. Um, or excuse me, the quote of the day, I went to Elon Musk because we're going to be talking with David Roth in the second hour about ESG. And uh, remember when Elon Musk was the darling of all the radical activists uh, on the uh, far left of the aisle? Well, he's he's not their darling anymore. I don't quite know what to make of him yet, Steve. I don't know if he's a white hat, a black hat, just a hat. I don't know for sure. But uh, he did say this about ESG, and I do have to agree with him on that. And uh, Elon Musk is a business magnet and investor. He's the founder and CEO, chief engineer of SpaceX. He's an angel investor, CEO, and product architect of Tesla, owner of CEO of Twitter. He was the founder of The Boring Company, co-founder of Neuralink and OpenAI, and president of the philanthropic Musk Foundation. He was born in 1971 in South Africa. And he said this, ESG is a business social credit. It's a means to control capital, keep business people in line with the narrative, and ultimately control you. Those are very chilling words. Thank, <clears throat> thank, and he's right. Yeah, well, thank right. you, Elon Musk, because that, that's it. That's the bottom line. It truly is. And... So with all the virtue signaling that's gone on with the ESG, and of course, Silicon Valley Bank uh, was heavily involved in ESG as, as we're looking at that. They had taken their eye off the ball of doing what they were supposed to do as bank management, uh, taking care of their depositors, taking care of their investors. Uh, instead, they were um, very uh, focused on ESG, and ESG is environment, social, and governance, but it is a, a way to try to control capital. And many large corporations have gotten on board with that. Uh, all, and uh, although we have a number of um, Republican attorney generals that are pushing back, which is a great thing. I mean, th- we're in such a interesting time. Um, but Sil- Silicon Valley Bank and all the virtue signalers that were investing there, when the bank failed, then they did not want to be responsible for their choice of investing in the bank and making and investing in a bank that didn't take care of their deposits and their investors. But then they wanted their money back. And then they went, went to the government and the government said that they were going to make the depositors whole instead of, um, just the amount of the FDI and FDI and FDI 
see insurance. So here were all the virtual signalers out there, and here are all the uh, Colorado, or all Americans then are having to pay for that. And then also the printing of money, meaning the next generations are having to pay for that. It's very immoral, uh, producer Steve. I saw someone's commentary. I see too many of them, so I can't keep them sorted out. But uh, the point was being made that it's been 15 years since we heard, first heard those words uttered by Obama himself about the fundamental change of America that was coming. And this person's thought was that we are now seeing basically the conclusion of those fun. I mean, all the things that were set in motion, say, 15 years ago are now, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost. Mm-hmm. Actually, th- this was all set in motion even before that, Steve. Um, well, I mean, that, 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 excuse my French, but that bozo kind of made it official. And he kept on uttering that phrase, yes. fundamental change. And the media, even the, you know, the mainstream media might have been caught off guard saying, gee, I wonder what that means. <laughs> now you're absolutely right. Now we're seeing, <laughs> seeing what that does mean. And um, it's important, though, that we understand these things. We get to do this because of the show and the great sponsors. I so highly recommend uh, each of the sponsors that we have, I know them. And so when you're looking to th- for those services, uh, really would appreciate it if you would give our sponsors a shot at uh, your business on that. Uh, one of those great sponsors is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And as a State Farm agent for 47 years, Roger Mangan has served his uh, customers, provided for his family, and given back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, and Greenwood Village, as well as Castle Rock. So help for help with all of your insurance needs, call the Roger Mangan. Mangan team at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan insurance team is there. So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this. I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubbs Services is prompt, reliable, and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Johnny Stubb Services today at 720-369-7589 to schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives. That's 720-369-7589. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about popular rationalism at KimMunson.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. 
And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Um, want to congratulate uh, the University of Connecticut um, for winning the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship uh, yesterday. They they won it rather handily uh, over San Diego State, but a very, very good run for them. And also congratulations to San Diego State. I know a lot of people here in Colorado were pulling for them because they're part of the Mountain West, like CSU. So that was pretty cool to have a Mountain West school uh, in, the, in the, the championship game there. So congratulations, though, to the University of Connecticut and of course a great place to watch all these uh, games or we're we're now into baseball season hockey uh, basketball great place to do that is Hooters restaurants they have great uh, lunch specials in fact I'm going to meet Kirk Gerwitz on there uh, over there on Friday and I'm going to have some of those great fish and chips uh, but great lunch specials Monday through Friday as well as um uh, great happy hour specials, and uh, it, it's a great story about how I got to know them. It's such an important story as we are looking at what is going on here in America, and this is a story about freedom and free markets and capitalism, and I'd highly recommend that you go to our website and check that out. And again, Hooters Restaurants, five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs, a great place to check out just a little bit with friends, watch some sports, because it is crazyville out there from a public policy standpoint. And you need look no further than what is probably going to happen today uh, regarding um, uh, Donald Trump being, uh, I guess he's going to be arraigned today in New York. Uh, apparently, these uh, many people feel these are trumped up charges, if you will. Uh, and I did not realize this. I kind of had been paying attention. But apparently, in some polls, he is ahead by 40 percent. And I guess that the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party realize that their ideas are terrible and the American people don't really want their ideas. Uh, and so the only way for them to win is to take out the front runner on um, by uh, by accusing him of a, of a crime, Steve. Well, I was sharing with you, I just by accident, I happened to catch a special edition of Mark Levin yesterday. Um, he did. A, a webcast, I guess, beyond his normal scheduling. He was very somber and obviously very upset, and he started by reading the Declaration of Independence, uh, which when you summon up some of those words, you think, good grief, how far have we come in the wrong direction? But his conclusion was the fact that these people, they cannot compete in the uh, marketplace of ideas, and they freely admit that they can't. So this is what they do. My problem is, why do they are they allowed to get away with it? Where is the rule of law? Who applies the rule of law? Well, apparently, uh, that's why the whole judicial system. That is besides is, a misguided district attorney in Manhattan. Who, right. Who is right. the law? Well, and even Merrick, Merrick Garland, who is the U.S. attorney general, uh, I mean, th- there there has been, and I I actually saw this in the '90s. There was this movement uh, again to to try to put in 
um, radical activist judges that would not look to the Constitution, would not look to the Declaration for law. Remember when we started to hear that the Constitution was a living Constitution? You're hearing that come out of law schools, that it was uh, that it was it became a moving target on what the law was and, and what that meant exactly. And that's where we started to have those problems. And so this has been a long, long time in coming. True. And uh, Obama actually... He knew it when he said we're, he, he he knew that this all these wheels were in motion already to change America. And the fact that Donald Trump was elected really put a, a fly in the ointment on their plans. And the great thing about Donald Trump, whether or not you liked him or not, is he came in and he started to change policy and he. Um, and, and the first two years, remember, uh, the, I mean, we had a, a Republican, I think, Senate and House, and they dragged their feet on all, they didn't take him serious. It was that whole swampy thing in Washington, D.C. And I think he initially, I think he tried to play ball. I mean, he, he had uh, Mitch McConnell's wife, Eileen Chow, on, in his cabinet. She was the Secretary of Transportation. I think he tried to work with them. And I think that he didn't realize just how deep the swamp was on both sides of the aisle. And uh, so your, to your question, Republicans should be totally up in arms, but not just Republicans. Moderate Democrats that love our country, those blue dog Democrats that love our country, uh, libertarians, uh, unaffiliated Republicans and, and conservatives, this is the demise of our country if this if this is able to go through. I mean, this maybe this is the culmination, Steve, of the demise of our country. But we have to fight for it. We have to fight in this battle of ideas, Steve. And that's why that's why we do the show. I mean, there's so much emphasis on who's going to be stand, left standing, whether they'll have an R or a D on their back. It won't matter if the whole thing falls apart. It just won't matter. It it won't. And uh, but I am encouraged. So many people are stepping forward. And let's talk just a little bit about the the Denver mayor race. And you know, I I have to say, um, I think it was it was Eric Manning who said, you know, we really need to be taking a look at uh, Andy Rougeau, who is running for mayor of Denver. As of yesterday, only twelve percent of people in Denver had actually voted. And what I think that means is, is that people don't really think that it matters that much anymore uh, to vote. And so is, if you look at that, we have this huge crowded Democrat field and we have Andy Rougeau who is running for mayor. And if Republicans really turned out to vote, uh, and if people unaffiliated that don't like the direction of our what 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 is happening in Denver, he could win this thing. But I haven't really seen a real strategy from the Republican Party on this. And granted, um, Dave Williams just took over three weeks ago. There should have been six months ago. There should have been strategies by the Republican Party. And I did not see that coming down from the state whatsoever. And I was talking to somebody and they said, well, the, the state Republican Party doesn't get involved in, um, in, in campaigns. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Uh, they pick and choose which campaigns they want to get involved in. They need to be, and, and I hope that Dave Williams will do this, they need to be in each and every battle. There's no way you can win the war if you aren't even supporting those that are out there 
um, in the battle. So wouldn't it be amazing if Andy Rougeau actually won today? It could happen if people showed up to vote for him, Steve. Well, as you know, I, I guess when I first started waited in the started to wade into this thing called the Denver mayoral election and realized, oh my gosh, there's 17 people. And actually there were others too. Uh, there were some criteria as to whether, you know, they were, they were not running. And, you know, that's a whole nother story, but at least 17. And I thought, my gosh, does that not get your attention? And then looking at the broad scope of uh, the people stepping forward and it's, it's fascinating. They're coming from many different directions, and you know we we gave quite a bit of air time to the three uh, socialists in the crowd. Not much time given to to Andre here or Andy. Uh, I don't know what what to think of it. I, I do know this: Have, having recently been to another Democrat city uh, in the country, Philadelphia, and going in through their airport, and how dull, dingy, and dirty the place was. And you have commented several times how many times. Uh, when you go into Denver proper, and which isn't often anymore, it's just dirty. And you're thinking, what is the stranglehold that, that the, they get on these different cities? And the outcome is usually the same in terms of what the place looks like, the way it's managed, uh, the way their elections go. It's, it's kind of it's, it's difficult to describe. So, I mean, this is such an opportunity right now uh, for the the Republican Party. And, and let's let me move back to Trump. So, first of all, uh, I, I Eric Eric should have had me even more on this whole thing. I, I kind of wasn't paying attention, and, and just because I guess I was a bit apathetic here. But the fact that this this um, Andy Rougeau, he's a father, former United States Army officer, and small business owner. Uh, gosh, get out there and vote for him today. Who knows what could happen? It could it could happen. So get out there and vote for him today, because we've seen what's happened to Denver under Democrat mayor control, and uh, it is uh, Denver's in the toity right now, and it's because of uh, radical activist Democrats that have been running the city, and of course they're running our state as well, and um, that's a, a real problem. Uh, let's see. Regarding Trump, I just want to make the comment that. No matter where you stand, uh, um, this is not okay. And if the, if, if the Republicans were doing this to a Democrat, I would not be okay with that because this is not how the American idea is supposed to, to work out. And so we cannot be okay with what is going on here. And I, I wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation and go to usmcmemorialfoundation.org, uh, and uh, you can donate. Uh, to help them as they're working on this remodel of the Marine Memorial out there. But people have given their lives. They have been willing to give their lives for this American idea and for these radical activist Democrats to do what they are doing today is so antithetical to the American idea, no matter what side of the aisle you are on. This is a real problem. And so we need to continue to, to honor those that have given their lives and been willing to give their lives for this American idea. And when I say we were made for this time, we are in a battle of ideas right now. And that we each, we each need to step forward into that battle. But also, we need to honor those. So go to USMC Memorial Foundation and you can donate. I'm going to be buying a brick. Uh, I bought one for my dad uh, for Father's Day. Oh, a year or so ago. And he was absolutely thrilled with the certificate that came for that, came with that. And so when, uh, when they do these, uh, 
pathways. Uh, there will be a brick honoring my father's military service. And then remember last year at Memorial Day, uh, one of our, our cousins who had been killed at Pearl Harbor, his remains were identified and they were brought home to uh, Missouri. Uh, and I'm going to buy a brick for him this year uh, for the walkway. So be, get organized and do this early so that you can get that certificate at Mother's Day, Father's Day to honor your loved one. You can do all that at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And uh, great show planned for you today. We'll talk with Lauren Fix here in just a moment. But I want to welcome uh, new sponsors, and that is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services, and Dr. Craig Stimson, chiropractor, uh, Jansen Photography, my Friends, uh, it is so important to have good photos, headshots, if it's to have a professional headshot. And Jansen Photography, they're located in uh, Lakewood. They have a beautiful photographic or a, a paradise there to get the photos that you want. So if it's going to be senior photos, families, children, headshots, Jansen Photography, that's J-A-N-S-S-E-N photography.com is the place to go. But I'm super excited to have a new sponsor, and that is Dr. Craig Stimson, who's been able to help me. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771. Home ownership, a place to call your own, has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for the truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, really excited to have on the line with me the car coach, Lauren uh, Fix. Uh, Lauren, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me back. It is, it's been about a month. It's gone quickly and yet it's, it seems like it's been a while. A lot has happened. Uh, but, uh, yeah. people can, <laughs> can find you at carcoachreports.com. That's carcoachreports.com. But you recently had done a YouTube video regarding, uh, crime break-ins in cities. And there are those that are saying this is the new normal. And you don't yeah. think that has to be the case, right? 
Oh, it drives me crazy. Yes, one of the failed San Francisco attorney general uh, people that ran for election, um, he says, if you live in the city, this is his quote, if you live in the city, having your car broken into is normal living. Excuse me? No. I lived in Manhattan for over 10 years, and I will tell you, I had a car and never had a break-in. I'm out of the city now because the crime is through the roof and nobody is backing. No one's backing the law. It's like, why have laws if no one's even going to bother? And I'm actually here in Manhattan right now for the New York Auto Show. And I'll tell you, I I walked uh, a block and a half for another radio show. And you walk with your head on a swivel, you walk with a clip. Like, don't look at me. You put on your sunglasses. There was bums everywhere. Homeless shelters. It's really that and everything smells like my two favorite mixtures of marijuana and tea it's really out of control this is we're living in a third world country but yet i saw on one of the evening shows last night the uh, new york da that is charging donald trump uh, no it was the mayor it was the mayor of new york said um that, that this law yeah. by you know this is our homes this is this is where we live and uh, yeah. one of the evening commentators said well there's there's human excrement on the streets. Um, there's homeless, yep. uh, homelessness everywhere. And so this selective. Uh, no, um, wait a minute. You enforcing the key point. Is this the way their homes look? If this is their home, you go into their home and there's poop on the ground. Is that the way your house looks? My house doesn't look like that. It's clean. But it's okay for us, the normal people, to live like this. But they live behind walls with security guards with firearms. That's the difference. They're elitists. We're just paupers. That's how they look at us. It's chilling, Lauren Fix, that this is where we are in America. And going back to San Francisco, somebody told me that sometimes people would leave their trunks open and their windows down so that mm-hmm. uh, the uh, maybe it was you who told me that, that uh, so that people... Yeah. Oh, so that people wouldn't uh, break into their cars. And, of course, here in Denver, I see it every day. You see cars going down the the uh, um, I-25, and then one of their windows is, you know, paper or plastic or whatever on it, you know, good and well, that they, they were broken into. Um, so what can we do about this, Lauren Fix, uh, this this crime? Well, one thing you can do, I mean, right now, you can't do something this exact second, right? Because we are not in charge of the attorney general's office in some of these big cities that are full of crime. What you can do, uh, a visual deterrence do help. Um, for me, I don't park any of my vehicles outside. If they do, they, I'm not in my driveway because I live out in the suburbs, but when, if I was living in the city, I would decide to make sure there's absolutely nothing in the car. Even if they did break in, there's nothing. There's no money. There's nothing in the glove box. It's completely empty. If you've got to bring it back and forth, put it in a backpack and just toss it on the floor in your seat for things you might need. And then, you know, that's only the only thing you can do at this point. Anything that's left in the vehicle, the trunk, the back seat, in the pockets, in the doors, is free reign. And and the thing is, they're also bringing to some of these Hyundai's and Kia vehicles because they know they can steal them. Um, so what I would suggest is a club. Yeah, it takes a few more minutes for them to cut it if they're serious and they want your vehicle. But they're more likely to move on because it's like, oh, boy, I'm not going to deal with that. I need an easy feel. That's what they're looking for. So park underneath the lights. 
because you can park in, like, if you've got a ring doorbell, one of those, like, Arlo's or whatever, you can park your vehicle on the street in front of your doorbell if that's possible and you have to park on the street or where there is one. At least you can see who it is and go after them. The problem is 2%, just 2% are actually caught and indicted. And then they probably let them go. If you're in New York City, they're like, oh, they didn't mean that. You know what I mean? So you really have to kind of think about where can you park your car that's safe? Can you park it in a garage? If you're lucky, yes. In a parking garage, someplace where there's some sort of security is always best. But if not, and you have a nicer car, you can get a fuel cutoff switch. A fuel cutoff switch, even if they break the windows and they get nothing, they're not taking the car. Because the switch is easy. I, I have them in my cars. You can put them under the dash or hide them in places. You just flip the switch, take two seconds, start the car. Yeah, you can't use your remote start, but hey, it's better than have your car stolen. Mm-hmm. As you're talking about this, Lauren Fix, I realize that I think this is just another war on our gas-powered vehicles. This is just a number, another war on um, everyday people being able to have their own personal vehicle, which is safer, which is cleaner, uh, to be able to go wherever they want to, when they want to. I think the fact that the only 2% are caught, uh, and they're not even serious about this. So I, this, I think, is a public policy, um, maybe what they want, yes? Oh, yeah. They, they, want, they want it to be absolutely crime-ridden. And what's the goal in that? I mean... So the idea is that, in general, they want us not to have cars. You should get rid of your car. If crime is a problem, you should get rid of your car. You can ride the bus. You can take the train. You can walk. You can take an e-scooter, which actually in Paris today they're voting to get rid of them <laughs> because they cause fires. And I laugh because there's a little town in where I live, little town, and they're voting to get rid of them too. Everybody wants to get rid of these stupid scooters. Because people fall over them, people that ride them take out people that are walking or they drive in the street and they get killed by cars because they think there's no rules for them, but the rules are for the cars on the street. So, I mean, it's just a lot of stupidity. And as you look at it all, you think, what are we doing? We're going from a car society where you want to go somewhere, you get in the car and go, you want to walk, you should walk. You want to ride a bike, ride a bike. But they want to take everything away from you into these 15-minute cities. And everything is to make life difficult. So that you will comply with the way they want things to go. They want they want to control everybody in your life. Well, and we see that happening uh, out here in the Colorado State Legislature. And in fact, the, the bill of the day that we talked about, it's the Clean Energy Plan. And um, so it's going to be just a regulatory hammer on, um, once again, on the reliable, efficient, abundant, and affordable energy to try to uh, shore up green energy and uh, I have uh, finally figured out, Lauren Fix, that green energy is not about the planet. It's about the money yeah. that is going exactly. into people's pockets. And, um, and these, uh, this, um, uh, target, the greenhouse gas emission tar- reduction target that we have here in Colorado is not even uh, attainable. And, uh, in fact, they're, they're using uh, standards from, I think, the early 2000s. They want to get back to that particular target. Well, that was before Colorado even had a whole bunch of growth. And so they, they put out this thing that's not achievable, and then they're putting all these laws in place to uh, use force to uh, over one industry to try to reach an unattainable goal. It is, it is absolute madness on what is happening on that. So um, let's yeah, change subjects. 
just a little bit, I noticed another thing that you had written about was the end of Carvana. And I've always found it rather intriguing when I've seen their their buildings with the cars in it, which kind of reminded me of like matchbox cars, you know, kids yeah. and and I've always found that intriguing. But uh, uh, what's your comments on that? The the end of uh, Carvana. Well, Carvana is backed by a guy who's a billionaire, and he thought he had this great idea, and it was a good idea. The timing was bad, and nothing, nothing they could have done to change this. They put up these really cool towers. Everyone kind of, it was really smart marketing. You looked at these towers, there were cars in there. And you're like, oh my gosh, just like Hot Wheels, matchbox cars. And you could relate to it. So from that perspective, from a marketing standpoint, it was genius. Unfortunately, the timing couldn't have been any worse. So as they were ramping up their business to get bigger and bigger, it all came down to COVID. So COVID put the squash on everyone going out. People didn't want to go out. And then we, everyone thought, well, who's going to buy a car during all this? So all the car manufacturers canceled their orders for chips. And then that turned around that people started coming looking for new cars. So America had four friends in Manhattan who called me in a panic. I need to get out. I need a car now. I need a car. And finding them a car, even in early COVID, was very difficult because there wasn't any more cars coming in because everything was shut down. So that led everyone to start looking at used cars, and the used car market prices went crazy high. But the supply didn't replenish itself because people weren't trading in cars to buy new cars, right? So now there's a shortage of used cars, and it just started building. And so as the prices got higher, the inventory got smaller, the dealers started buying up cars. Everyone was buying cars, including Carvana's direct competitors like Car Gurus, Car Max. Barum is a bunch of, I think it's, it's quite a bit, almost all of the manufacturers and their dealers are all buying used cars just to have supply. So now you go, uh-oh, we got a problem. We don't have any cars. So as their towers became emptier and emptier, they couldn't afford to pay their bills. And uh, just to give you an idea, their stock had fallen 94% in the past year, in 2022. And their losses are $1.4 billion dollars. So they got rid of the towers. They sold them off. Sometimes local dealers bought them. Sometimes they were converted into restaurants. They converted all kinds of things. So anything you see, it might be one or two still left. But for the most part, they sold off their towers, and they're basically an online buying site. The problem remains is they have a lot of legal issues. Uh, and one of those was a guy in North Carolina. This is very recently. Uh, he bought a car, $68,000 Maserati for his wife. He thought, you know, I'll order it. It's used. She loves it. And then they had a problem with it. So they took it to the dealer. Maserati 2021 still still in um, under warranty. And the guy goes, this isn't a 2021. He's like, sure it is. It says it on the title. He says, no, only two pieces on the car say 2021, a window and a door. The rest say 2017. So, of course, they had to call the police, and they impounded the car. And then the guy went back to Carvana and said, hey, I'd like to get my money back because I'm kind of peeved. And they said, well, well, we'll give you your money back toward another vehicle. He's like, no, 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 no. I want my money back. So now he's in a million-dollar lawsuit against him, claiming that he's been embarrassed. And, of course, they're not offering him that. They're offering him an additional $1,000 for his inconvenience. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to fly. That's going to be an ugly lawsuit. He won't get a million dollars, obviously. But there's tons of others that are out there, people that have cars that are damaged, cars that won't run, cars that aren't what they claim they were, conditions that it wasn't what it was. That's what I always tell people. If you're buying a used car, take it to your favorite mechanic, have them look it over, pay the $150, do the full inspection. But the problem with buying these cars online, sight unseen, or never driving them, 
you don't know what you're getting till you get it. Whether it be any of whether any of them, and unfortunately, it looks like the demise of Carvana is coming very quickly after the huge investment. So all I'm telling people is, sometimes you hate the local dealer for whatever reason. It's best to go there in person, create a relationship, have a mechanic look at it before you make a purchase, so you don't find yourself in a situation like this. That is so interesting. So I have a relationship with um, uh, the um, auto service that uh, it's with one of the dealerships. I've, I've taken my car there forever and ever. And I, interestingly enough, had to get a new axle. I had um, I had the differential wasn't working and they couldn't get the new part. So I had to get a whole new axle. Uh, and actually it ended up being less than what they had quoted me, which was great. But okay. I, I, I agree that relationships uh, are so important and, uh, and uh, across the board, having, working with good people, relationships, it is so important, Lauren Fix. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you have a problem and you need to go out of town and suddenly a check engine light comes on, having a relationship with a repair shop. No, it could be a dealer. It could be an independent repair shop. It could be a chain. It could be just uh, somebody you like. There's lots of options. But find what works for you. I mean, and, and also if you don't know, you go, I've looked everywhere. I can't find anything. Um, there's Car Advise, C-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-E. You can get a certified dealer through them. You can book the appointment and everything, whoever's got an open spot. There's also uh, Repair Pal. If you want to know what the cost of the parts are and the labor, and they also have certified dealers, so there's places to go. But don't be foolish and say, "Oh, I'll, I'll figure it out when I need it." Eh, that's when things go upside down and you find yourself in trouble. So a relationship right. is priceless. Absolutely. 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 So we, um, we're talking with Lauren Fix. She is the car coach. You can find her at carcoachreports.com. And uh, I wanted to talk with her. She's done uh, some, well, obviously lots of research regarding the comparison between uh, the cost to run an EV or to drive a a gas powered vehicle. So we want to talk about that. Uh, And these are important conversations. And we get to do this because of sponsors such as Lauren Levy, an expert in the mortgage arena. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Hey, folks. Matthew Dark here with exciting news about COVID justice and how you can be involved in this critical moment in history. Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom, in conjunction with COVIDPenalty.com, is leading the way in protecting everyone's legal right to refuse an investigational new drug. There is no law that can force you to participate in medical research, and we need your help in bringing these lawsuits to fruition. To donate and view impending lawsuits, visit ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. That's ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. It's more critical than ever to get the firearms training you must have to be confident in protecting yourself and your family. 
Learning from the expertly trained instructors at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you will learn the skills necessary to be ready for anything you have to deal with. If you learned how to shoot by way of Granddad Taught Dad Taught Me, you may be missing critical elements of safety and proficiency training that can only be learned in the right environment with a knowledgeable and industry-leading instructor who can analyze and diagnose shooting mistakes, helping you prepare properly. At Franktown Firearms, they believe understanding how guns work, learning the fundamentals the right way, and being confident in using a gun can mean the difference between life and death. When people leave Franktown classes, they feel empowered. They look forward to practicing and getting more training. Go to franktownfirearms.com and sign up for one of our training classes today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. I wanted to mention a nonprofit that I dearly love, and that is the Center for American Values. They are located uh, right, uh, right here in Colorado, down in Pueblo. And as many of you may know, Pueblo, Colorado has four Medal of Honor recipients, and Drew did who is um, uh, received the Medal of Honor uh, for uh, actions he took during the Tet Offensive in the Vietnam War, is a co-founder with Brad Padula of the Center for American Values, and they are focused on honor, integrity, and patriotism. And it says their focus is to develop good character and leadership skills in the next generation of emerging citizen leaders. I was down there the day before Medal of Honor Day, which is March 25th, uh, for an event, and there's actually a video of that uh, where uh, Drew Dix is delivering a message to our nation's youth. So I would recommend that you go to AmericanValuesCenter.org to check that out. On the line with me is Lauren Fix. She is the car coach. Lauren, um, let's uh, you've recently done a comparison on EVs, the cost of EVs to um, uh, gas-powered vehicles. What should people know? Well, there's a lot of things. I also have to tell you some news that came in last night. I kind of chuckled to myself. The GMC Hummer, which is a really cool piece, their deliveries have absolutely cratered. They delivered to two customers in the first three months of the year. Two, one, two. That's it. That's Gee. bad. Yeah. Because you can't you can't run a business all on electric vehicles. And uh, it says, though, according to the Wall Street Journal, GM told Wall Street Journal they sold only 124, uh, they have only 124 unsold trucks remaining uh, with an issue. They, have, they did have an electrical issue problem. But still, two is not going to put food on the table. And that's why they've offered a lot of their... Uh, salaried employees the opportunity to buy out. And that's kind of sad, actually, because GM does make great cars. I just drove the Cadillac CTS, uh, or so the CT5Z Blackwing. It's a gasoline powered supercharged V8. Fabulous. And I don't understand why they're forcing these companies to produce electric vehicles where they make no money. So, okay. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. So, the, the vehicle that you're talking about that they sold two of was is an electric vehicle. Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. So people don't well, want it. I want to blow the cost on some of this. I think people need to know. And plus, there's new electric tax rules to play April 18th. And this is important because a lot of changes 
So first of all, seventy five hundred dollars tax Hey, Lauren, I'm going to stop you just just a moment. I know you're probably walking around Manhattan. There, we just uh, the connection on your um, phone just got a little wonky. So let's give it just a minute, and hopefully, it'll get settled down because everybody wants to hear everything you had to say. So let's try it again. All right. Hopefully, you can hear me. I'm kind of um, and I apologize for that. Uh, there's two rules for electric vehicle tax credits. Are important. At some point, you originally you got the seventy five hundred dollars tax credit, and that seventy five hundred dollars tax credit you can take off the price of the vehicle, and that was good for people who were looking at electric vehicles. The new rules. Hey, Lauren, Lauren, the the yeah. connection is just terrible. Are you near a a? a um... I'm not moving. Huh. I don't know what happened. Steve, are, are you getting that? As, I'm sorry, everybody, but I want everybody to hear exactly Let's what Lauren has Let's drop the connection and we'll bring it up again. Okay, we'll drop the connection and we'll call you right back, Lauren, see if we get a better connection. Uh, she's talking about that some of the um, credits that were given for people to buy these electric vehicles, even with that, uh, again, a tax credit. So that means that government is saying, hey, over here, you don't have to pay all your taxes if you do what we say. But if you don't, if you don't do this over here, you have to pay all your taxes and if you don't, then we'll have the IRS come after you. So there's something that just seems really, really wrong about this and I guess if we go back to the Declaration of Independence, and all businesses need to be treated equally. We we can't be picking winners and losers because uh, government wants us to do one thing or another. And uh, to Lauren's uh, point is this um, one vehicle by GMC, they only delivered two because only two people wanted it. And uh, so this, I mean, you could see this start to put these uh, car manufacturers out of business, which is once again, this is, would be an assault upon our freedom of mobility. And it's been such a great uh, and the the freedom to go where you want to, when you want to, is inherent in the American idea. So we see this assault, assault on our freedom of mobility. We uh, see this assault on food choices. I, I mean, it's across the board. It is absolutely crazy, Bill, what is happening here. I'm not sure we're going to get Lauren back. I know that she's at the New York Car Show, and I don't, don't know what happened to the um, connection on that. But if we don't get her back, we will... Um, certainly uh, uh, get her on again very soon because I wanted to hear about that. But all of this stuff is connected. You can go back to the bill of the day here in Colorado, the Senate Bill 23198, 24 pages, uh, clean energy plans. There's no way that these legislators wrote this legislation. They are supposed to be representatives of the people. But as we take a look at what is happening uh, from, uh, again, um, let me just see where we are because I just got s- some additional notifications regarding uh, we're at 594 pieces of legislation that have been proposed this year alone, this ses- session alone, down at the State House. And so this bill of the day, Senate Bill 23198, Clean Energy Plan, there's no way that Faith Winner or uh, Representative Mike Weissman wrote this. They may not even know everything that's in there. These special interests are writing these. They're going to these legislators. They're shopping it. And then these legislators are putting their names on it. And right now, because of the uh, the Democrats, the radical activist Democrats, uh, have control of the state house and the governorship here in Colorado, We see what is happening to our state. Uh, We see what's happening to our city. And so it's going to be very interesting today with this election of the mayor. And get out there and vote for Andy Rougeau. Uh, And because if you do, he might actually pull this thing off because there's so many people (laughs) that are running on the Democrat side. 
uh, which I I found that very interesting that they didn't coalesce around uh, one particular and candidate on that as well. So that's it's going to be super interesting what's going to happen there. Um, let's see. The other thing, obviously, and of course, uh, Lauren is in New York, and that is the arraignment of Donald Trump today. Uh, and to weaponize the justice system against political opponents is uh, is um, a, a whole different thing that is happening in America now. And uh, we should be very concerned about that. Steve? Well, uh, Lauren and I get the prize of the day. We certainly tried. We tried every different combination, and we just can't get it to clear up. Okay. Don't know what happened with that then. So I will try to get her on again soon because I think that's – I mean, she comes on every month, but uh, we'll try to get that that going because I could just hear that was really important information that she was um, giving us. One other thing I'll just uh, mention as uh, we were going through the, the um, headlines here, and that is that American Manufacturing – is uh has very dismal numbers on that and so if you if your if your goal is to destroy america which is what these policies look like they're trying to do then then they're being somewhat successful on that and that is why we must these elections hold consequences we must talk with our neighbors about what is happening in our country right now and uh, so anyway, we will um, be talking about ESG in the second hour. And uh, David Roth will be our guest. He's an expert on ESG. He will be uh, also at Perspectives 101 this week. And of course, that is um, a great organization up in northern Colorado. So our quote for the end of the show, I did go to Elon Musk uh, regarding ESG. And he really pretty well says it. He says this, ESG is a scam. It has been weaponized by phony social justice warriors so my friends today be grateful read great books think good thoughts listen to beautiful music communicate and listen well live honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like superman stand for truth justice and the american way my friends you are not alone god bless you and god bless america stay tuned for our number two The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson show. Our number two. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. It is Tuesday. And producer Steve, you know, we've made a decision uh, in between the two hours. Um, and, and we use that sometimes because we move guests around a variety of things to, to run that national news. But uh, we don't have anything to do with those ads. I can't believe that we actually had a Pfizer ad that ran during our, our show. <laughs> they, do, they do not support the show, and they would not be a sponsor that I would uh, pursue or put, put on the show. I, I'm, 
I, I'm an independent um, show on an independent station, and what that means is is that I purchase my airtime so that uh, I have full control over guest selection and all that. And I, I don't know. We're going to have to talk a little bit about that because I really don't like having Pfizer <laughs> as uh, mentions like that in my show. So we're, we're going to have to talk about that, Steve. I know because I know people are going to ask me about that. <laughs> well, they are certainly busy little bees. I see them advertising <clears throat> heavily on, on TV sometimes. And, you know, it's not like they didn't make a pile of money uh, with the vaccine and whatnot. Now they're still out there trying to get, keep people hooked on you know, getting their boosters and all that kind of stuff. So, gee whiz, just let it go, guys. Take you your money and s- take your money and go home. Trying to get people hooked on drugs was that what you just said? I mean, I drew, drew that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean. Anyway, I won't say anything else about that, but the sponsors within the body of my show, I highly recommend each and every one of them. I know them personally, and uh, I appreciate the support all, all of you give give us for the show as well. And when you're doing business, I would love it if you would actually uh, give our sponsors a, um, an opportunity to earn your business because they're all really, really great people. You know, and uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to throw you a curve here because this wasn't planned. Uh the uh, the greed in corporate America, you know, here's Pfizer out there still trying to cash in on on, on COVID. What the, was the big story yesterday was guard, regarding Anheuser Busch and uh, using a, a transgendered spokesperson, or they're they're doing something. And it, man, talk about getting people stirred up. Man, they're they're just really hot to. But again, does Anheuser Busch think there's money to be made here? I uh, I actually think okay just the, um the first of all the transgender activist agenda uh, they are trying to co-op the LGBTQ uh, uh, to to put that all together and we I think uh, they're uh, they're all connected but the the transgender activist agenda is um, is focused on children. Uh, as we see the the, uh, the the I mean my gosh, uh, drag shows in front of children, having grown men dress up like women and dance provocatively in front of children, and we think that's okay in our society. So the fact that if Anheuser Busch is playing into that, I actually think that you're going to, to start to see people quietly make different choices on the products that they buy, and and we've we've seen that that people are making different choices on that and so um well you better believe i was looking at anheuser-busch's stock price today hoping to see some type of a a downward thing but it takes a couple days before that word actually happened but uh okay yeah other talk shows people were calling in and they were hot there's no way i'm buying anheuser-busch products anymore right no i think that i think you'll start to see that in their sales because for them to highlight um, a movement that is really after our children. Uh, I think that, that you'll start to see people move away from buying their products. Uh, we're going to get over here to Matt Dark with um, Roots Medical and the Matt Dark Show here in just a moment. But uh, we're going to be talking with David Roth, who is an expert on ESG as our featured guest. And uh, our quote for today, I went to Elon Musk because he is, has said some things about um, 
uh, ESG that I think is important. ESG is environment, uh, social, and governance. It's been a, a hammer that's been used on corporate America. And in, this is what Elon Musk said. And he said this back in um, November of 2022. He said, ESG is a business social credit. It's a means to control capital, keep business people in line with the narrative, and ultimately control you. And so we'll have this conversation with uh, David here in just a moment. But Matt Dark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. It's so good to be with you. And I want to echo that Budweiser. I don't drink. I haven't had a drink in 10 years. But I can assure you I am going to be as anti-Budweiser of an advocate and screaming at the top of the mountain. Spend your money anywhere else on this planet besides an institution that would promote the mutilization, the indoctrination of our children. So I commend you for covering it. And, uh, and I do have an exciting place where people can redirect their funds. You know, Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom, Kim, is our nonprofit. And what it's basically done, and it's kind of it's moved to where the public has needed us. It's moved to where the freedom movement, where we can be the most impactful. And that started with trying to get legislators corrected. You know, this is a supermajority in the blue uh, here in Colorado, and those efforts last election season were complete failure. In fact, Colorado was, it's never been more of a blowout in this state. But now our mission has been called towards the funding and promotion of these right-to-refuse lawsuits. I just want to give the listeners a little understanding about the illegality that took place uh, under the pandemic and the uh, dispensing of the COVID shots. Everybody needs to know. This is fact, not fiction. This is God's truth. Every vaccine out there right now is, number one, owned by the U.S. government, and number two, classified as an investigational new medicine or an investigational new drug. Those are both, those are both facts. Those are written in HHS. Um, those contrasts exist that are, are basically saying we're allowing the public access to emergency medicine. We're allowing the public access to medical research. But under no circumstances, and this is the very important thing that the listener must understand, Congress and courts have been very explicit. Under no circumstances is a human being required, required to participate in medical research. And that's exactly what went on with hospitals and government agencies where they told their employees, you will take this shot by this date or you are fired. That happened, and there are now legal consequences for those blatantly criminal acts. They just didn't really realize these are places like hospital chains all over this country. They didn't really realize the laws that they were breaking because it's so unheard of, Kim. Uh, it's never really been done before, medical research on this scale. But the moment in time is now, Kim. We are raising 250000 to fund the first dozen or so of these lawsuits across the country. And I want the listeners to know, UC Health here in Colorado is the number one target. So that lawsuit will be filed. And we're ambitious because if that money starts to come in, we have great attorneys now, nationwide attorneys working on these cases. And the briefings will be filed by Brian Ward at COVIDPenalty.com. COVIDPenalty.com has all the stuff I'm talking about, all the research, um, all the statutes, everything that I'm discussing. You can go to COVIDPenalty.com. And if you want to get involved and help our causes, Kim, coloradomedicalfreedom.com that puts you in the game that takes your five dollars a month that you might be spending at starbucks or spending on netflix or on budweiser and it redirects those funds to a cause kim that absolutely changes society because we can never allow companies like uc health 
to look at that single mother in the eye and say, take this shot where you're fired when they know she has to put food on the table for her two kids. So that's what we're doing right now, Kim. We're just excited to be able to announce that here with you and get the excitement and the information out to your listener. Okay. Now, what is that website again? Where okay. Can so go two to places contrib- you can go, and they'll di- they'll direct you. We can get you directed to wherever you need by either emailing. Um, but, but go to this place. I'd say go to coloradomedicalfreedom.com. That is our nonprofit's website. It does have everything you need to know about informed consent, and it does need it gives you the list of lawsuits that are getting ready to file. Okay, so like right now, you can select UC Health if you want to donate to a Colorado cause. Maybe you have family in Texas because there's Texas lawsuits too. You can actually select the entity that you want to donate towards because those lawsuits are going to be filed in federal court. And then the other beautiful thing, Kim, is at ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com, you'll be able to track where are these lawsuits at, where they're filed at. They're going to be public record. This is going to, you're going to actually see where your efforts are going. We're suggesting everybody listening right now go to those websites, take $5 a month. You'll never miss it. You'll never know it. And just know it goes directly to the entity that said, take this piece of research or you're fired. That, folks, was illegal. It was back then. It is still today. And we must let them know this will never be tolerated in society again. And this sends that message loud and clear. Okay. And again, that's coloradomedicalfreedom.com. And again, um, (laughs) helping on these lawsuits, this is super important. Now, Matthew, uh, you have a show on KLZ 560, and you're changing the scheduling just a little bit because you're so busy with all of these other things. Because yesterday, uh, your show was not on on Monday, and I had uh, listeners that were texting saying, where's Matt? So what's going on with that? So we're going to have the show. The show will still be live two days a week, Wednesday and Thursday, on KLZ, our same time, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. What I'll be, what we'll be doing, encouraging all the listeners to go to Apple, go to Spotify, or the website Matthew Dark Show, because we'll be recording and producing two podcasts a week too, in which we'll be doing a little bit more produced pieces. They'll be a little bit more interview based, and they'll be a little bit more um, specific and focused on a on a singular topic issue. So don't forget, we'll still have up to four shows per week. For your listening pleasure, but you must get the reminder set, Apple, Spotify, or go to the website, thematthewdarkshow.com. We're going to go hardcore into stuff. And what I like to be able to do, Kim, is I like to be able to hear a topic like this Budweiser thing, and I want to go do a show right now on that. I want to go produce something right now on that. So we will be releasing something. Um, There's a lot of other things that we can do off the air that we maybe can't do during a live broadcast, and we want to bring those talents and efforts to so just remember, we're still live Monday, excuse me, Wednesday and Thursday, but we will be releasing another two podcasts per week, no commercials, no filter, uncensored. It's ready to go, and it hits the issues that are affecting Americans every day. Okay. And then, Matt Dark, the other thing, you are with Roots Medical, which is a great partner of the show and uh, and, and very focused on medical freedom. Uh, you now have a, a pediatrician as well, and people can find yes. you at Roots. That's like getting to the root of your health. Care, of your health. That's R-O-O-T, rootsmedical.net. So uh, we will have you uh, on next week uh, with, the, I believe, the attorney uh, regarding these lawsuits, and we'll have you as our featured guest next week. So greatly appreciate 
appreciate that, Matt Dark. And again, the Matt Dark Show will be live Wednesday and Thursday, 9 to 10 a.m. right here on KLZ 560. And then also he will be doing podcasts. So, Matt Dark, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Kim. And God bless all the listeners. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, and again, that's Matt Dark with the Matt Dark Show. Uh, our, our show comes to you because of great sponsors, such as the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. And if you're renting, make sure that you have renter's coverage. Um, I know somebody that just this last weekend had a uh, had a fire and uh, so glad that they had renter's coverage. So make sure that you have that. You can call, uh, contact the Roger at Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. That's 303-795-8855. And uh, like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan's team is there. So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this. I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping Golden Retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And I wanted to just mention a nonprofit that I dearly love, a new nonprofit that uh, I'm working with. It's a Center for America's Values. Uh, Center for American Values, and uh, you can find them at AmericanValuesCenter.org. And uh, they are located in Pueblo, and uh, they honor our Medal of Honor recipients. It is just a really, it's a very special place. And so I recommend a a road trip down to Pueblo would be a a great thing. But they're focused on these values uh, that have made America great, honor, integrity, and patriotism. And patriotism is love of country. And they recently had uh, an event uh, the day before Medal of Honor Day. Uh, at which uh, Medal of Honor Day is March 25th. And uh, Pueblo has four Medal of Honor recipients. Drew Dix is, um, received that, the Medal of Honor 
because of actions he took during the Tet Offensive in the Vietnam War. And he is one of the co-founders of the Center for American Values with Brad Padula. And uh, there is a really great video there of a message that he sent uh, or delivered to our nation's youth. And you can find that at AmericanValuesCenter.org. On the line with me is David Roth. He is an expert on ESG, Environment, Social, and Governance. And uh, we've been looking at these Elon Musk quotes regarding ESG, and it's really um, it's a way to control capital uh, ultimately. But they've uh, put this behind three three little words, but it's a big impact. David Roth, welcome to the show. Kim, thank you so much for having me today. Well, and we had you on last uh, last year, but let's uh, let's start over. What is this history of ESG? Sure. Absolutely. No, that's a great question. And by way of background for your listeners, as you had mentioned, so I'm a, a car attorney and have a commercial finance brokerage here in Denver. So in, heavily involved with businesses on the traditional alternative marketing side of, of trying to, again, finance companies and uh, working with banks and lenders. So you can imagine I'm really in the thick of things when it comes to this ESG investing and uh, backdrop that we see ourselves on. And so I love starting with that history because a lot of people think, this is just the last five years, right? ESG just came out, but it couldn't be further from the truth. So the history to this goes all the way back, Kim, to the 1960s. There was an idea of socially responsible investing that um, people thought, listen, as a business, we're going to engage on ourselves and go forward with investing either in products or certain areas that we believe uh, we want to pursue or not. A great example of this was um, reducing portfolios that had tobacco production, let's say, or involvement specifically with the South African apartheid regime. So this goes all the way back to the 60s. It's changed and morphed so much, I'd say, over maybe into the last 25 years to where we are today with ESG, where there was an initial idea that, hey, with a socially responsible investing these types of initiatives, the idea this was going to be voluntary, right? We were going to use this as another metric to analyze a business, whether or not we want to make an investment decision based on this. Uh, the idea of going green or being sustainable, we kind of hear those buzzwords. Uh, but there was always this transparency, sort of a data-backed, reliable, and objective focus here. And that's where, as we always understand, good intentions, right? That old saying kind of leads us to where we are. So much of this now has changed. I love, again, the quote that you had mentioned earlier with, uh, with Elon Musk. This has gone from a voluntary for a business would like to move forward with something like this or an investor, whatever the background might be, to now, uh-uh, you are going to have to adhere to certain uh, matrices, I should say, that are part of this E, the S, and the G. And you nailed it. It's environmental, social, and governance where each headline there has underneath a variety of different standards that businesses now are being required to meet. And it has become now a controlled sort of the, the force over freedom, just as you had mentioned. So it's always good to have a bit of that background that this has gone on for 60 years. We're just really seeing the impact now, especially with ESG. Well, what's your thoughts, David? And I do want to mention, you're going to be giving an extensive presentation tomorrow, or no, excuse me, Thursday, Thursday, uh, at uh, Perspectives 101 uh, in northern Colorado. And people can get information regarding Perspectives 101 at um, 
Let's see. I had written it down here. It is uh, just email them perspectives101.info at gmail.com and they will get back with you on the information on that. But it's a great group uh, co-founded by Yvonne Paez and Solomon Martinez to just help people understand these important issues. So you will be presenting on Thursday night and you can, again, get more information about that at perspectives101.info at gmail.com. What's your thoughts about Silicon Valley Bank? Apparently, they were very focused, of very virtue signaling regarding ESG. Correct. Um, but I find it so interesting, David, that all of these um, people that were investing, kind of virtue signaling in, in or had their money in, in Silicon Valley Bank and, you know, apparently liked all that ESG stuff, when they failed, uh, they actually really wanted their money back. I, found, I find that pretty interesting. Right. Absolutely. It wouldn't it be nice as well that if, if we were having a failure uh, on a personal side like this or the, the comparison being, what if this was an oil and gas bank out of Finland, Texas, would the same response uh, have gone that way? And so the, the Silicon Valley Bank is, is very unique in the sense that I've, I've compared it a lot to what we saw over the last couple of weeks um, with President Macron. I don't know if you caught this or not, but he was having a discussion about austerity. And in doing so, he, he took off a, a, a watch that I've seen People have said it's almost about $80,000. So it's kind of the look as you're discussing this type of stuff, not probably the most ideal thing to see. Specifically with Silicon Valley, when we were leading up to what ended up happening a few weeks ago, obviously this more the woke capitalism and, and sort of the progressive push that the bank had had made its way front and center. Was that, I'd say, the, the direct cause for uh, the eventual failure. I, I really wouldn't pin it on that, but I think it's that look that what people are seeing is when you start focusing so much on this sort of progressive ideology, you are inevitably going to take your eye off the ball for your investors and how best you can fund a business. And especially as these advisors for the bank itself were allocating capital throughout the bank, they, again, were put into a position where on their balance sheet, if interest rates were going to rise, this is the position they would have been put in because long-term they were going to have to sell. And as depositors realized, oh, my gosh, I might need access to my funds, the, the bankers are having to sell uh, on some of these bonds that at the time they weren't even due. And, and because rates were high, they were losing money as a result. And what we had then is that just the traditional idea of a bank run where now they're having to sell at a loss to cover these deposits that are being withdrawn. And boom, you obviously see what happens. So to really pin it on ESG or some of the woke capital, it certainly isn't a good look. Ultimately, if that was kind of the case, I, I give a little leeway there. But again, it's the idea that if this was actually going to be the focus, they should never have taken their eye off the ball for their investors, for their right. uh, the partners in the firms. So correct. Right, right. Uh, and thank you for that's that's a great clarification because. Uh, they've taken their the management. I'm not sure they ever had their eye on, on the ball, but they've taken their exactly. eye off the ball. Right. But to to your point, they had these treasuries. They had purchased the longer term uh, treasury at, at these lower interest rates. And with the meteoric rise of interest rates by the Fed, they got squeezed on that. And so right. it really, in some ways, it was an action by the Fed that, that, that created this, this, and the raising interest rates as quickly as they did has really, uh, there's reverberations throughout, throughout the economy on it. But that, you're absolutely right. That's really what the squeeze was as what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. And then, of course, the, the, uh, depositors wanted their money back and were taking money out. And so, correct. Um, I, I, 
bigger picture. It's a, it's really a life thing, David, is we need to make sure that we keep our eyes on, on the ball in our individual, individual lives as well. So I want to continue the conversation with David Roth. Uh, he is uh, really an, an expert on ESG and what this, what the impact is to America. But we get to have these great conversations because of wonderful sponsors. A new sponsor is uh, the Johnny Stubbs, uh, of heating and air conditioning uh, services company. And so I'm so pleased to welcome them as sponsors. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Johnny Stubb Services is prompt, reliable, and stands behind their work with a satisfaction guarantee. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Johnny Stubb Services today at 720-369-7589 to schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives. That's 720-369-7589. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation, a nonprofit that I dearly love. And I've gotten to know them uh, very well with all the work that I've done with America's Veterans Story Show. Uh, and Paula Sarles is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation. She is a Gold Star wife, a Marine veteran, and uh, the, pre- the president. And she and the team are working diligently to raise the money uh, for the Marine Memorial um, remodel. And you can help them by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org to donate and uh, get more information there. Again, that's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. I'm very pleased to have on the line with me David Roth. Oh, and I do need to mention the text line is 720-605-0647. And we will get to texts and calls here in the last segment of the show. And uh, lots of great texts coming in. So we'll try to get to that. But David Roth is an expert uh, regarding ESG. This is environmental, social, and governance. It is uh, initially it was supposed to be voluntary. And it's become somewhat of a of a non-voluntary hammer. It's a, it's a way to control capital is what Elon Musk has said. They've, they have all these fancy words, but that ultimately is to control capital. And the American idea is not that, that uh, capital is controlled, that it's free markets. And so what, David Roth, what is the impact of ESG on America? What are you seeing? 
It is taking capital away from, in essence, the free market, and it's allocating it into pet projects that the government, let's say, could not do through the ballot box that we talk about, these private partner, uh, public partnerships, where what could not be done if you and I, Kim, were to go down to the Capitol and vote and have our representatives decide this is the direction we would like to take our company or our country especially, um, this is where the financing is now being, I think, misplaced. And so you have special interests and other groups that, as the saying is all this time, right, the belief that there's a group that says, I know best how you should live your life, and therefore I'm going to, to determine how in which to do that. And so that's what ESG is. And I always tell people, I'm so passionate about this, because ESG really is just another way to spell control. It's all about controlling another person's life and doing so through, as you mentioned with Elon Musk, with capital. And so businesses now are being put in a position where are you going to be able to obtain financing? The question always used to be, well, we have a FICO score. If you're a business, you're looking at specific aspects of the, you know, the financial health of a company. That used to be the way in which a company was evaluated to determine whether you can get a loan or not. Now, what we're beginning to see are these ESG scores coming out to say, oh, well, you're in oil and gas or you're in another type of industry that maybe we don't like. Or to the flip side of that, you're a, um, an EV producer, right? And as we've kind of talked about before, how much the electronic vehicles or the, the, uh, the emergence of that type of technology now has been favored over so many other growing industries that you are beginning to see sort of the winners and losers that are being picked here. And so what's scary about this is now we're not taking what were considered the pecuniary factors of how well a business can thrive, but whether or not they meet a certain standard that's drawn up, that's constantly changing, that can you know, be uh, maneuvered by certain individuals that, let's say, want an outcome that is opposed to, again, the freedom of individuals to make their own choices. So that's really what the, the aspect of ESG and the concern here is, Kim, is that we're driving down that direction. And the impact now we're starting to see is will ESG bleed in now further to the individual? So it won't just be how a business is analyzed, but ultimately you as a person uh, to determine whether or not you support certain initiatives. And, of course, you can see exactly where this uh, will end up. So it, it's scary. I always want to alert people to, to understand what ESG is. And you mentioned the, the talk that I'll be having on Thursday, really getting a chance to dive into that, understanding that the basic pillars, I'll kind of leave on this, are, are climate and equity. And what I mean by that is that the world in, with, with climate, that the world will be destroyed and left uninhabitable unless we act. The Greta Thunbergs of the of the world that say we've only got X amount of years to uh, to live before we're going to, uh, you know, completely fall off into a, a fiery pit unless things are changed. And the same thing then on the equity side is that we have to steer outcomes that this is an equality of outcome. It's not an equality of opportunity, which are two vastly different things. So those two pillars are are really what supports ESG, and, uh, and that's what I'm trying to raise awareness of and, and spread and at least inform everyone as far as the impact of it. 
Okay. And again, David will be giving an extensive presentation on this at Perspectives 101 on Thursday night. And if you want more information on that, you can uh, email them at perspectives101.info at gmail.com. That's perspectives101.info at gmail.com. And um, they're, they're just doing a great job with Perspectives 101. And again, David will be presenting on this. Okay, David, I've got, and I think in a way this is, what does this mean for liberty moving forward? But I've connected some dots. Um, I started doing voters' guides regarding the initiatives that were on the state ballot, I think maybe 2015, 2016. And uh, at the time, nobody was was doing that. Now there's a whole bunch of people that do that. But um, we look at these issues, these initiatives, these issues through the, the lens of America. Is, in fact, it, it, is it treating people equally and and uh, equal and equity there's two different things there but i started to connect dots with a very large um company here in denver that uh, is a republican company that has played in a lot of these initiatives and has made a lot of money on on pushing these initiatives that are antithetical to the american idea for example one of them was uh, and we actually defeated it and they had all kinds of money to get to push it and that was a new marijuana tax for after school programs for the children but as I really delved into it, I realized that there would be bureaucracies that were being um, funded through um, tax dollars, but they were not accountable to the people, but they would be a- able then to uh, determine which vendors would be doing these after-school programs. I saw big danger in that. But this particular firm that I'm talking about has an ESG division, which I, I I question. It seems like we should be fighting ESG versus creating divisions to make money on that. What's your thoughts on that? I, I couldn't agree more as far as that latter point, as far as what ESG just in general will mean if we aren't pushing back on it. And I, I would, when I say that, I always mention that, again, the history of this, there were good intentions to ESG, but what it has morphed into right now is that focus of, again, whether or not immutable characteristics are going to be definable. So what you look like now becomes more important than your character, the excellence that you can provide and offer an individual. It runs entirely contrary to our founding camp. So specific to that, when we start bleeding into supporting or looking at these types of ESG frameworks, I always tell people, understand specifically what this is. When we look at the S for social, that includes CRT. That includes diversity, equity, and and inclusion. I always uh, at least try to um, point out to people that I want you to have this as a um, kind of you can't unring a bell, right? So when you start to hear these, these terms and phrases, know this is all part of the ESG framework. This is the way in which control is going to be implemented over our lives unless we begin to push back. And I know a lot of Republicans and and there are folks conservative side. In fact, I work with many people, too, that offer ESG funds. The difference here is they're doing it on a voluntary basis because they're meeting a need in the market. There's no force behind it. There's no impact, let's say, of a government organization on the back end that's going to say this is the outcome we want. These are individuals that say, I'd like to have an investment in an area regardless of return because it's something that's important to me. That's a big distinction. But ultimately, what we're seeing here with with the ESG push, and I believe as you're beginning to describe, 
it's still supporting the idea that there is a, a level of control that an individual should have over the direction, number one, of the economy, but then ultimately how someone should live their lives. So I'm, that's always my concern is when we start to go down this direction, truly when you know what ESG means and stands for, um, it's, it's taking what the founding had and flipping it on the head. It's not saying, I always say it's, it's equity that is now replacing excellence. And so it's between those two uh, points. And I'd love to live in a place where, again, I'm not judged by how I look, but what I, I do, that my mind is the source of wealth. It has nothing to do with uh, the characteristics of, of my skin color or sexual orientation or anything else that you want to describe. Uh, but it's, it's that focus that we have. And so, again, when we start to go into that area, uh, we're walking down a path that I don't know how we return from. And so that's what I always like to tell people is just be aware this is what folks that support ESG ultimately want to see. And if it's free and voluntary and, and the decision is yours to, to enter into it, that's a different story. But that's not what we're finding uh, in today's political environment for sure. Wow. And I was going to say, how do you want to button this up? But I think I, the question is, is then what should yeah. we do? <laughs> no, that's exact. And I was going to say, <laughs> there's good news on this. Set. I want people to know when we first started talking about this, I would introduce the topic and have people raise their hands. Who's heard of ESG? And it was in large crowds, maybe one or two percent. Now that is completely flipped. So the word is out. Number one, I always tell people, do your research as well. Don't listen to everything that I'm saying. So if you've got, let's say, a Vanguard or your investment fund, uh, add, just Google and add ESG to take a look at what is being offered. Number one, tell your, your if you are an investor, uh, you have a fiduciary relationship with your advisor, immediately tell them, I do not want to be a part of ESG. That's always a great starting point as well. That way they know for sure what your investment goals are, and they have that, that duty to you. I will mention there are state's attorneys generals across this country that right now are, are pushing back. We've got well over 20 AGs uh, that have written letters to the 50 largest uh, asset managers saying you cannot prioritize ESG. Your focus is on returns for your investors, period. So we, we really are beginning to see pushback. There was a uh, recent bill. Unfortunately, Biden's first veto was an override of this Department of Labor rule, which would allow uh, – the uh, investment advisors to at least consider ESG, but we're seeing bipartisan support in that, uh, both in the House and Senate. And uh, there's another federal lawsuit that's, that's challenging this. So we really are seeing people stepping up and saying, no, I want you to focus on providing me the highest rate of return. And guess what? If I want to support these causes, I'll use the money that I've earned from those uh, investments to do so. Don't take my capital and invest it uh, into your prerogatives, whatever that could be. Give me the choice. Give me the freedom to do that. So the good news is we're seeing that pushback, and, and that's what uh, I tell people is we are, we're starting to move in the right direction, but it's something we can't, uh, can't take our foot off the gas on. Oh, and David Roth, thank you so much for shedding light on this. And again, you will be uh, presenting a, a more extensive presentation on this Thursday night uh, up in northern Colorado in Loveland with Perspectives 101. And if people want more information, they can email them at perspectives101.info at gmail.com. So David Roth, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate it. You're giving me hope on this. Everyday people, we have to step up, push back, and um, and really reclaim our country, reclaim these uh, principles of the American founding. So David Roth, thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. Appreciate it. 
And uh, these conversations come to you because of sponsors such as Roots Medical. Hey, folks, Matthew Dark here with exciting news about COVID justice and how you can be involved in this critical moment in history. Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom, in conjunction with COVIDPenalty.com, is leading the way in protecting everyone's legal right to refuse an investigational new drug. There is no law that can force you to participate in medical research, and we need your help in bringing these lawsuits to fruition. To donate and view impending lawsuits, visit ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. That's ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Training you must have to be confident in protecting yourself and your family. Learning from the expertly trained instructors at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you will learn the skills necessary to be ready for anything you have to deal with. If you learned how to shoot by way of Granddad Taught Dad Taught Me, you may be missing critical elements of safety and proficiency training that can only be learned in the right environment with a knowledgeable and industry-leading instructor who can analyze and diagnose shooting mistakes, helping you prepare properly. At Franktown Firearms, they believe understanding how guns work Learning the fundamentals the right way and being confident in using a gun can mean the difference between life and death. When people leave Franktown classes, they feel empowered. They look forward to practicing and getting more training. Go to franktownfirearms.com and sign up for one of our training classes today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station, searching for truth and clarity as we look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647. Call in line is 303-477-5600. And again, today is uh, the election for the Denver mayor, one of our uh, questions that came in on the text line is this is really an odd time for an election. And that's true. Uh, normally, I thought they many of the elections had sometimes been in May, of course, November. But first part of April, very interesting. Uh, crowded field. Get out there and vote for the one Republican in the whole uh, race. And that, that is Andy Rougeau. That's, um, let's see, I had it as R-O-U-G-E-U-O-T, I think, but you, you'll see it on, on your ballot there and vote. Uh, the, I mean, only 12% of people had voted by, uh, as of yesterday. So he could have a real shot at, um, uh, winning this particular election. So let's go ahead and go through some of these text messages. Oh, <laughs> uh, ESG said that it actually stands for economy stops growing. 
uh, and that's not funny. In fact, that is true. Uh, regarding our new sponsor, uh, Johnny Stubbs, that's S-T-U-B-B Services, Johnny Stubbs Services. They're experts uh, regarding heating and cooling, and uh, so gl- I'm very glad to welcome them. Uh, another one regarding patriotism. I had mentioned the Center for American Values, that they are focused on honor, integrity, and patriotism, which is love of country. But w- one of our listeners also said patriotism is also love of, of your fellow American. And, uh, and we see um, those that have given their lives for our American idea, love Americans. And uh, the other thing, though, I will mention is, as you know, with uh, America's Veteran Stories, uh, and a great interview that we broadcast last week with 99-year-old Jack Myers. We have on schedule to interview, I think he's 96, uh, today, Arthur Frangello, who was on a PT boat in the Mediterranean. And I've never interviewed anybody that was on a PT boat. So, um, but... Uh, But with that, uh, realize that um, Americans have given up their lives not only for other Americans, but the people of Normandy, France, love uh, our veterans because they freed them from Hitler and the Nazis. And we had Americans that gave their lives for for freedom and for to fight tyranny um, for others as well. So it's it's truly it's an American thing that has occurred. We have Bill in North Glen on the line. Bill, what's on your radar? Uh, you guys were just talking about this ESG stuff, and what's very alarming about it is I'm seeing, you know, conservatives and especially Christians that are buying into this nonsense that somehow the planet is going to blow up and we have to do all this stuff. Ultimately, yeah, the planet will burn up uh, and it will be remodeled, but there's nothing that we can do about it, and it's ultimately biblical worldview versus non-biblical worldview. And especially the Christians need to realize that uh, they're they're somehow maybe think they're going to earn some brownie points or something by, quote, taking care of the planet. Your works are but filthy rags. They're not going to do any any good. The only way you're getting to heaven is by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. And that's it. There's nothing wrong with being a wise steward of the planet, but we're actually promoting this. And you'll see a lot of, you know, Christians do this, and you know, obviously, uh, non-believers are not aware of a biblical worldview, or they reject a biblical worldview. But uh, we need to make people aware of it and get away from this crazy ESG. Well, ultimately, the, the we are to be good stewards of our earth, uh, and um, but also we are to. Uh, uh, promote human flourishing. I mean, Christ came to uh, came to Earth, and of course, this is Holy Week right now. Uh, Good Friday, he was crucified, but he overcame death. He overcame sin, and what a beautiful message that is for each and every individual. And what we see with ESG is that there is not a love of other human beings. Uh, as uh, David said, it's about control. It's not about love of human beings. And it's really not about the planet either. When we look at what um, green and sustainability is, it's about control once again. And there are those that are, don't have a better idea but use government to push their agenda, uh, and then they make money off of it. So the green and the whole Green New Deal is about money, Bill. It's not about the, the planet. You're final thought i would absolutely agree because they deny that there's a holy god that ultimately every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess so they're going to become the 
the God, if you will, and they're going to control people. They're going to dictate who you will worship, who you will be involved with. And this is what is, is driving that. But, you know, Christians especially need to go out and individually talk to people and say, do you know what this truly means? In Genesis, God said, go out and subdue the earth. doesn't mean we're going to put an oil field in the middle of Rocky Mountain National Park. But we, we can use the minerals that we've been provided, uh, the natural resources that we have in a respectful manner. And, uh, you know, we've got the cleanest air and water we've ever had. Right. In this world right. right now. So the idea that we're somehow destroying it by, by driving our car is insanity. But they are twisting people's mind and they're buying into this nonsense. And it's very alarming to see conservatives buy into this nonsense like, oh, we've got to protect the planet. It, it is. And to that point, I was talking about this the, this um, business here in Colorado that um, does a lot of Republican campaigns. And um, the, the fact that instead of pushing back, that they're buying into it, I'm very concerned about that. So good point on that. I'm going to run through again. The call in line is 303-477-5600. Going back to Budweiser uh, having a transgender spokesperson uh, message comes in, says Budweiser has no clue who their consumer base is. <laughs> and actually, I think that the, uh, businesses should know who their consumer base is and says this will backfire on them for sure. Um, let's see here. Another thing. Oh, somebody said, I want to say that I appreciate you and your team's optimism. It's nice to hear. They said, I'm a realist and it's very hard to see things in a positive light every day. I get that. It is pretty daunting when we look at what's going on, this this march towards control of the American people. Uh, and if America was such a bad place, why does everybody want to come here? Uh, quite frankly, uh, everybody at, down at the border, why, why go back? I, I mean, go to China, go to North Korea, go to go to these other countries Iran. if you want to come in and tear us down. Iran. Um, but the American idea is under assault. It seems that if people want to come here, we would want to ex- export uh, this freedom of this American idea to other countries and that they should go to work and try to make that happen. I understand it does look daunting, um, but we must engage in this battle of ideas. And as a Christian, I know ultimately that uh, I know that it all that, that Christ wins. He overcame sin and death. We're going to, uh, we're going to, uh, celebrate that this Easter. And so I, I take great, great heart in knowing there's something much bigger than us. And, but while we are here, we must do what we are supposed to do. And that is we must engage in this battle of ideas. We must stand for, uh, love of, of other human beings. We must be good stewards of our earth. Uh, and we must push for freedom instead of control. And so that's why we do the show. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh, I think that I, I, anything else you want to say on that? Oh, uh, and, and this, uh, there's so, uh, somebody's very concerned about the whole thing with Trump, uh, and said, is, is all past presidents now is, is, uh, can we, uh, go after them in uh, final thought on anything on that, Steve, we're just about out of time. I know I just had a grin, uh, real big, that last text you read about us being upbeat and everything. Credit goes to you because your producer is not upbeat and you pump him up daily. 
uh, yes, so we do have these conversations every day about this because it is it is totally daunting. And yes, Steve, uh, some uh, uh, yes, <laughs> you're a realist as well. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, there's days you call it in on the pre-call and you wish you didn't. <laughs> Uh, no, we are here for a reason, and we must step forward and engage in that. David Roth, I thought, oh, my gosh, she was just excellent explaining that. He, we're not giving up. We are Americans. And uh, Winston Churchill uh, said uh, that we must never, never, never give up, and that is the case. So Elon Musk, though, he pretty well nails it regarding ESG. He said it's, it's a scam. It's been weaponized by phony social justice warriors. So, my friends, we cannot give up. Today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well of honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. 